With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast, another Football Guys Live Draft Edition. I'm Ian Hart. It's here alongside me, Dwayne McFarland, and we are already on the clock. Got the 101. Dwayne, hello, and who are we taking? Uh, do you want to do the pleasure, Ian? I mean, technically, you've been leading this charge. So if you want to grab the mouse and hover over Christian McCaffrey, he's already in the queue. Yeah, I'll let you do the honors. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> that felt so good. Off the board at 101, Mr. Christian McCaffrey. I will say I'm not, while I am team Christian McCaffrey, full PPR 101, I'm not going to call anyone like my dear friend Dwayne here completely out of bounds. If they want to take Jonathan Taylor, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to move CMC to one at this point, just after what we saw out of Hines, and there's just a chance the Colts potentially throw the ball more. I just, uh, I think I'm just at the point where I'm going to put CMC at 101. Again, though, if you have McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor, you're feeling pretty freaking good. And the fact that this one, you know, it is a pretty important selection, I guess. It's like the first overall pick in the NFL draft. But you know how it is, Dwayne. Every time we go on a radio show or something like that, like, you know, you're going to get asked about McCaffrey Taylor. (laughs) And every time you say McCaffrey, the host is just like, are you kidding me? He's going to stay healthy. So we've been through that uh, plenty of times. But after McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson off the board. Definitely with you now on Najee JJ one. Whoa. Whoa. That's strange. That's strange, Dwayne, but I like it because we already got McCaffrey. So who cares? We don't care. That's what, we, sure. what are we drinking tonight, Dwayne? I, I'm probably gonna have to go grab something. I was just kind of rushing to get in here. I just took a, just took a shower. <laughs> I was like trying to make sure I had the damn sheet and it's not even fully updated. We have to keep an eye on our sheet. I haven't updated with all my latest ranks. Like, so it should still be pretty close. So if you see something looks out of whack, just be like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Dwayne and I have, this is our third podcast we have recorded to get today together. One of those days where, you know, we see more of each other than our own families, which <laughs> sounds kind of sad when I say it out loud, but we have a good time, man. So it is what it it's is. It's quite a few days, but yeah, we have a good time. But hey, I, look, if you go work in an office anywhere, you just see all your coworkers more like than point. your family. So it's, it's. We at least we're getting to talk about football. That's true. That is true. I'm drinking lovely Wolf Pup Session IPA from Golden Road Brewery. It's got a little dog howling on it. Which man, if if you're an alcohol brand, and you have like a dog on it. There's a very good chance I'm going to buy you if it's like even somewhat good. So with that, you know, super important information out of the way. Dwayne, did you see? I think there there actually was some news that hit in a couple like an hour ago. Am I crazy? Oh, I'm sorry. I've missed it. If I if it did, I, I totally unplugged from work for about an hour and a half. That's that's uh good for your mental health for sure. But in yes. the days of uh notifications, one of those things. I might actually just be crazy. Oh, okay. I guess we saw it briefly on the uh, on the podcast. But yeah, Kenneth Walker underwent surgery. 
Oh, yeah, I did see that one. To repair a hernia. This is from Ian Rappaport. Kenneth Walker underwent surgery to repair a hernia, not what is sometimes called a sports hernia, a core muscle injury, and he's expecting to make a full recovery. The plan for him to be out is for to be out there week one if all goes well. Dr. Jesse Morse responded. So he either had a abdominal – I don't know. It's He had some surgery. That's not a sports hernia. Maybe he's back week one. Maybe he's not. We can't trust the Seahawks. We'll see. I did bump. I did bump him down in the rankings. I still have Walker one spot ahead of Rashad Penny, though, because honestly, Dwayne, it's just the potential keeper value, and I think that ultimately, at the at the end of the day, man, I understand at one point in time Penny played over Chris Carson, but like when you go out there, you draft the guy in round two. We gotta take Walker over Penny, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I'm taking Penny over Walker. Sorry, uh, what? But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I moved him ahead. I mean, look, he's technically over Walker now, and now we've got the injury. But I have them right next to each other, like even I, still, whoa. like right here. I've got like Rashad Penny at uh, 35. I've got Walker at 37. Okay. I have them literally right next to each other, but pretty much that same area. I do see you have Damian Pierce, RB36, Dwayne. I have him on the up and up as well. Damian Pierce ahead of certain guys like Kenneth Walker, Melvin Gordon, even Ramondre Stevenson. Big uh, big moves, man. Big moves. Yeah. How do I – sorry, this is totally off. This is terrible. I'm, how do I group columns like over here? Like I'm so used to Excel. Like Merch. I just want to, I just, whatever, I'll just hide it. That's fine. Oh, it's a Google so, sheet this time. Yeah. I hate yeah, trying to, I've been using Google, Google sheets cause it's, cause it just updates better when we're doing the show. Like Excel has the feature to do that, but it does it like, you know, you have to be refreshing on your end. So it's a pain. And the so short, yeah, the doing this, this the shit out of me. All right. Yeah, so, there we go. Sorry. Electric starts at this one. Apologies <laughs> to everyone, but I'm very Yeah, excited. back to Damian Pierce. Come <laughs> on, Barkley went off the board to a DeAndre Swift Barkley turn. You're seeing that more and more often. So I'm just going to, but I spent like an hour and a half. I guess Dwayne, Dwayne unplugged. I updated my ranks. So built different, some might say. I, I, I know you're going to be up to like 3 a.m. Uh, doing the same thing, Dwayne. But here are my notes I had down, you know, after podcasting with Dwayne, after going through all the preseason stuff about what exactly I wanted to do. Uh, I wrote, this is in terms of rankings, not real life, but kill Ronald Jones and Gus Edwards, Pirine over Chris Evans, Naeem Hines up, Madison up, Herbert up, Antonio Gibson down, Brian Robinson up, Elijah Mitchell down, TDP down, Sermon Wilson up, Penny and Walker down a tad, Carter up a tad, Rashad White down, Damian Pierce up, Samir White up a little bit, Stevenson next to Dame, get Ty Montgomery in there, Haskins down, Algier down, Wandale up, Paris up, McKenzie up, Juju up. Do you hear that, Dwayne? I moved Juju up in my ranks today. Look at me being you know objectively trying to be objectively better at my job mbs up me cold down fant down albert o down apologies but we already did that whole shtick the joku ingram up got daniel bellinger up as well rsa down and kenny galladay down a tad we didn't really have any more news on kenny galladay but maybe i'm letting just seeing him play football again impact me too much Dwayne. but it, it really is underwhelming out there there's no other way to put it yeah i mean i for me with Juju, like I've kind of been there a little bit longer, but it definitely not him. I'm talking about Kenny Galladay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, he was at least out there. I, I do wonder, like sometimes it's like, okay, round 14. Like, I mean, like, like I've seen him, dude, I was in that, uh, you know, out at the Kings classic in the snake draft and drew Davenport and Brian Drake had a bet going like on the over under on Kenny Galladay. Cause he just kept falling. What was funny is they, neither one would take them because they were trying to win their bet. So they just let him keep falling by. Um, but I think the overrunner was 14. It was under Drake lost. So uh, Drew, Drew won the bet. 
Hell yeah. I've taken him plenty of times when he just keeps falling and falling. So I'm not completely out on it. But hey, when he keeps falling, probably time to move him down your own ranks. So two picks away. Kyle Pitts, Javante, Alvin Kamara, all players that I really wanted just went off the board. Um, Debo's so, falling. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I, I, would, I would have taken Debo there. That's okay. So they're pretty much, they, they've taken the value, like the things that you would hope would fall to you. Um, we've still just, got Leonard Fournette on the board. We've got Leonard Fournette just went off the board. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We got T Higgins, who is my yeah, favorite wide receiver. We right got here. T. We got Tyreek Hill. Um, I, mean, I, think my, we can, I think we can turn to receivers here. Um, we're I'm team Ty, we're team Tyreek over Mike Evans. Uh, I am. Yeah, I am. I think that's fair. Let me get those rankings up that I was just talking about. Out of principle, we'll take T. Higgins first. Absolutely taking T. I'm fine with I think Tyreek probably should go ahead of Mike. Yeah, I, I, I think not, so it's not now even really got the target competition with Brady. It's just, yeah, it's, it's still close. Like, you know, I've got them two apart. So, yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take T here. You go with that one. I Okay, nice. I have Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Mike Evans in that order. So perfect. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So we'll, we've got T. And now we're going to go ahead and take Tyreek Hill. You're you're good on it. Yes, I, I'm. I'm not only good on it, Dwayne. I actually love it, and I feel All like right. we let we we let a bit of a fire under Tyreek's ass by taking T Higgins ahead of him. So <laughs> you know we got, we got a lot going for the squad early on. CMC Higgins Tyreek start. Dwayne, we've done running back, running back, running back, and wide receiver times three uh, draft analysis pods so far. Do you have any plans of writing one for like a mix or like a, maybe just like a superhero? Well, yeah, I feel like we kind of already, those are basically like if you, yeah, I guess I could like, I, you know, those are kind of like, if you go read my quarterback strategy, running back wide receiver, tight end, like yeah. every one of them are going to tell you like my preferred build is one quarterback and one receiver in the first two rounds or one quarterback, one tight end. Um, and so you mean, you mean one running back? Uh, yeah one quarterback yeah one <laughs> yeah super flex no one running back one wide receiver or one running back one tight end so um the guy behind us he's going bully he's going with he's going with the triple rb triple x rb uh with jonathan taylor hopefully he didn't, and Nick hopefully uh hopefully he didn't listen to our podcast but you never can tell uh who is showing us Dwayne? the we had a freaking a, a team get drafted that was like eighty percent of what we did. I felt like uh, in one of our football guys drafts, it was pretty funny. It was just yeah, but yeah. It was uh, it was that typical, you know, get one one running back in the first three rounds and go from there. I'm happy we went through. I've honestly the, had a ton of them sent to me. Um, okay. I've had a ton of people send me screenshots of like some of the of the builds and just buddies that like will text it to me. That you know, and every time they send me one, I'm like. I love it. Like I love the draft. Like part of me is like, okay, I'm just going to shut up now. I'm not sharing anything else with you guys because I will say historically, I've never done this. I've never shared this much. And so I would see other people's draft boards and I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's nice. But then I would look at my draft board and be like, Oh, I love it. You remember the old ESPN commercial where you would go on, the guy would go into the bar and he had his knowledge sitting next to him. I don't remember the big that fur, the fur ball. Oh my God. You gotta go look it up. Uh, and like, you know, these guys would be talking about football or whatever. And this guy would be like, look at my knowledge. And he's petting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt about my draft strategy versus other people. And not that it was always right. There's been years where my draft strategy, you know, the things that I was trying to do didn't work out as well. Uh, but there's also been a lot of really good years too. So and that happens. We dust, dust ourselves up, off, pick ourselves up, get back to grad and film. Kyle Pitts went in the middle of round two. I thought that was pretty surprising. Little, 
a little steep for me there. Let's see. Overall, not in tight end premium. It's not. Oh, that's a good point. I got it. Sorry. <laughs> if, Ty, sorry. if Kyle Pitts would have gotten to us, I would have like somehow landed in Cincinnati within two seconds and broke both of your arms and hit draft. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. That's my bad. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a long day, man. We were, uh, yeah, that's true. We were talking about it uh, earlier. We were talking about taking Kyle Pitts in non tight end premium leagues in the third round. And I think that's uh, even, you know, can be a controversial strategy depending on who you're talking to. But yes, tight end premium does change the game just a bit. Round four going to be if we if we get back to get a Waller or Kittle back to us, we're smashing. Like is, is absolutely that that, yeah. that's the hope is that All we right. get one of those. If we do not get one of those, uh, we will pass on tight end and we will consider Mister Goddard at the end of the next round since it oh, is tight yes. end premium. It's all. I want. Um, but then if we don't get that, then basically this will be one of the teams where we're punting kind of at tight end. You know, um, and, and look, here's what I'll say, man. I'm. I, I'm a little less comfortable now because Albert O used to kind of be the guy, right? That I was like, oh, well, and we're probably that guy. We got a double up already with Mark Andrews and Waller. So there's no way Kittle's coming back uh, with both going off. So Albert O is somebody doubling up. Albert O is not dead to us, but it's certainly not looking good. But yeah, you can't, it can't be part, it can't be a central part of your strategy. Before in the year, like when I would miss, I would just make sure I would do whatever I had to do to get Albert O and Irv Smith and be like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to double barrel it and, you know, if it means I got to do it in round 10 and 11 in this format, I was willing to do it. Um, but I'm not now like, there's no way I'm spending a 10th round pick on Albert O with wow, the way I feel right now. And even if I did, like, I don't feel, you know, I'm going to feel naked week one, right. Putting him in a lineup. I just have no clue what's now. It could still be good. Like it's in his range of outcomes that we're like, Oh man, we just overthought all that. Albert O is awesome. You know, Greg Dulcich played 5%. You know, there's a lot of ways it could go, but I feel like we've got enough data points between them using a run-blocking tight end, which we knew was a concern with a new coaching staff, the bad buzz around him at camp, um, the fact that they did draft Dulcich. Um, you know, and it's just like at this point, there's just multiple things, in, in my opinion. And so the talent profile is still good, but it's kind of all we have now, you know. And that game the other night, he was only out there for 30% of the routes. Like, that's bad. So there goes Kittle. Hey, Dwayne, how about this, though? What if we bumped Austin Knox into that 1C tier? We have a player, you know, great offense. That was pretty damn good last year. Maybe doesn't have the same gaudy efficiency metrics, but I think we've seen Dawson Knox long enough to believe he's actually a pretty good tight end. He was playing with a broken hand, I believe, for the second half of last season. He's out there on the field pretty much all the time. I'm increasingly not worried about O.J. Howard, and I will say... Look at that that start on the end, dude. Swift Barkley ETN. That is hot. He's going to mess it up. by He's going to mess it up. by end the draft. Don't worry. But I was talking to uh, Liam Murphy last week, the uh, mm-hmm. winner of the best ball. Well, he's also field. Liam is a he's a he Bills is a Bills homer. fan. He is a Bills homer. No, but he talked about how he uh, he missed out on Knox last year and he loved him the first two years. And he, he said he doesn't want to miss out on him again this year. And he says he's like just pretty much pumped oh, that team 12 Knox already going higher. Like Knox could be Dalton Schultz. If Knox does Sorry. this shit again, man, he's going to be like a tier one, tier one B tight end. Yeah, he just doesn't He doesn't meet the things I want to be a 1C. I'm fine with him being at the top of my 2A, right? He's still tight end 10. But in tight end but premium, let's. I would rather take Knox in like 
round seven, then yeah, that's fine. But you're just not moving him up a tier. Then all you're doing is just adjusting for your scoring format. Like I, I mean, I kind of have rules for like why I would put someone in a tier. Um, but at the end of the day, like he's one spot below. Maybe Zachary's. should be his own. Maybe should be his own tier then, because I guess my point is because of everything we just said about Alberto. Because yeah, he probably is his own tier at this point. I think you could still leave Irv Smith in there. I mean, we'd rather Irv Smith not be hurt right now, but I, I think you could leave Irv Smith in there. And Sounds it's just like those it's okay. two. Okay, I'm cool with that. That's what we call a compromise, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dalton Schultz at the round four turn. See, this is, again, it's not. There goes Hawkinson. I love this. No. This is good. We need them to do this. Stay on it. Like, I'm fine. Take Goddard, too. Like, grab them all. Yeah. At this rate, we'll get freaking Mike Williams. Yeah, freaking Cortland Sutton. Yeah, we're not taking Goddard this early. That's. No. That's letting the draft. No, no, no. That, yeah, that's 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 playing into what, you know, the, you're. You're you're letting the advantage your opponents are giving you just fly right by you. Yeah. If you do that, to be honest. And here's the thing: I have no idea where to take Mike Thomas. I'm really tempted just to. I need to move Mike Thomas up again. <laughs> I have him and Goblin top twenty. Like let's. Well, I, ha- I, ha- let's I have Thomas. Show. Look at it. Who I have Michael Thomas twenty three right now. You know well, we're going to. You know we're going to draft Michael Thomas over Deontay Johnson. Like let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we are. So yeah, he's top twenty. And Thomas versus Goblin is a great question. Probably Thomas because we have reason to believe he's healthier right now. Yeah, I really want these people uh, to leave the uh, – ah, Come on, man. I know. Keenan's already gone too. Yeah, you got him. Uh, Mike Williams is the one guy I – for a second in the summer, like I was lower on him because he, he an underdog. He's been, you know, borderline wide receiver one. Now I look at these – home league kind of like consensus ADPs and people are just are not buying the Mike Williams up. If he's going to consistently be there, man, round five, no joke. some of these ADPs, my goodness, sprint, sprint to the podium and take him there. Cause like we saw it last year, he finished what, wide receiver 16 PPR per game. And then he was a uh, top 12 overall him and Keenan. So they added nobody to that passing game. That's going to take anything away from him. I mean, just if you don't trust Mike Williams, trust Justin Herbert, because they just gave Mike Williams 20 million bucks per year. He is going to be out there. String of uh, wide receivers go right as we were starting to get hyped. Yeah. It's kind of everything that like was falling, just kind of caught up, um, yeah. but it's okay. That's okay. There goes Deontay. That's fine. Um, we, I, I definitely think the move here, um, I, I like Brees Hall. I know the conversation we had with Waldman, but I'm still fine with a 50 50 uh, with, with the profile you're getting um, for mm. Brees Hall, but I'm good with the receivers. Um, I'd almost rather have Cam Akers over Brees Hall. Oh, no way. Come at on, least, man. At least we have a chance <laughs> at getting a workhorse back. We're just going receiver, receiver. I, I, I would rather have Brees Hall than Cam Akers. Akers is in a way better offense with a way higher touch ceiling. I don't know that his touch ceiling is really higher. I think Brees Hall's touch ceiling is higher. I think the touchdown, if you want to add a down after the word touch, <laughs> I would agree that it's higher for Cam Akers. We've never um, seen Brees Hall's coach feature a running back. Now it's been one year, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, well, he's that Shanahan tree and he's only been with the Shanahan's for like these last few years where they haven't done it. You know, before um, that he was actually a McVay guy, right? Uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. 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 Cause uh, he, you're talking about Mike LaFleur. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there goes so, Waddle, so, which is actually, and Justin just, Herbert. Waddle's say, a relief. So the, so the exact argument I'm trying to use against you, if we go back like an extra year, can now be used against me. Great day to be great. Uh, I don't, I, I want, 
I almost wouldn't mind two wide receivers, man. We got McCaffrey. If there's ever a time to go hero RB, it's with Christian freaking McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the other thing is, like, again, working the queue and leaving room. Like, it's almost like, do we just let Thomas go by and give us a chance, like, that Thomas comes back, right? See that far down? Yeah, he's pretty far down there. So, I already know Terry McLaurin is an auto smash for you. Um, and, and I'm good with it. I like getting Terry McLaurin on a yep. team. So I think McLaurin is easily pick one. In my opinion, Marquise Brown is next. Um, I think I love Brees Hall here. Like I, I, I mean, it's still the profile that I want. Let me see. And I would draft if if you weren't drafting with me, I would I would have already drafted Brees Hall. Like he would already be on my team. He goes average pick thirty eight. It's really hard to get him here. You know as well. It's hard to get Brees Hall to slide back to the turn. I have oh my gosh, do I really? I have Brees Hall and Marquise Brown right next to each other. So you know what, Dwayne. I think you're so Terry guy. McLaurin, right, is on take, one of the... Yeah, let's take Brees Hall and Terry McLaurin. That's fine. All right, so we'll take Terry McLaurin. Done. The only thing with Brees that I will agree on, man, is I feel just as fine, to be honest, drafting Chase Edmonds later. And, and that's the realization I'm coming to, right? And so, like, just trying to talk through both sides of this. It is tough to get Brees Hall here. I still, um, I still disagree with you on Acres, but Acres already went, so I'm fine. I'm fine getting Brees because, to your point, there is a chance that one of Thomas or Goblin, or maybe even both, man, who knows, end up falling back to us uh, round six, round seven. So that, that's fine with me. And Marquise Brown is someone. Marquise Brown has like hit all the major metrics like we want. Like, you know, and people just don't yeah. want to give him any credit. People are like, oh, I, I love targets per route run, except when I talk about Marquise Brown. You know? <laughs> I, I guess I guess my thing with Marquise, just like you said, you feel fine with Chase. I feel fine getting Rondale late. Like, I feel like that's good for my card. Right, let's take Brees Boom. Yeah, yes. All right. It's good to talk through it. Like sometimes I like if I'm just drafting by myself, I love to keep pressure on the drafters around me and like just pound the button. But I feel <laughs> like when we're talking through this kind of stuff, um, you know, and, and we're trying to, you know, be informative, you know, to an hopefully we're being informative to an audience. You guys may look at some of this and be like, what a you know, couple of idiots. But um, <laughs> I, I like talking through the stuff. I think it's good, you know, for um, for the listeners. So pretty all look, he does have. Exactly. What's funny oh, is if either one of us there would have just brought up the word Amon Ross St. Brown, we would have just clicked him. <laughs> <laughs> this no, it's, it's okay. Look, Brees Hall is the we'll see us again, Twin. Let's see. We're at we're at pick two of the fifth round. W where do you think Dave Montgomery goes? Do you think he goes in the fifth round? I hope so. We need the running backs to go now that Brees Hall went and push us a receiver. But back. these are the this is when we don't want a running back. So this exactly. is perfect. We don't want any of these. We, you you got to wait. And then, honestly, you could be in a spot where you're like, well, crap, do I reach? Do I need to go ahead and reach for, you know, Chase Edmonds? Oh. Here's the cool thing with, with Brees Hall. We can still draft Chase Edmonds. Like, we oh. can play two of these guys. Hold on. Hold on. Montgomery just went right after I said that. By the way, though, Team 2, who originally was looking Oh, okay, God. We're, okay. we're in the room with the same guy again. The dude we're in the went. the same guy. The dude went Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Cam Akers, David Montgomery. Five RBs to start. Is I got, this guy, I'm looking it up on Twitter. I got to find this. What's this guy's name? This is his 63rd team, though. His name is Ronnie. Well, I'm, we're not going to say it because we, we don't get, give away players' names here. But if you guys are watching the stream, you're going to see it anyway. But uh, Ronnie Mc... Anyway, I was, <laughs> I was about to say his name again. I'm a freaking moron. Do you think but he's that, remember the draft where we, he, we saw a guy, and it's his strategy. He takes like eight backs, and his assumption is if he can be playing four backs at any moment, at any time in the year... Like what we talk about on the Triple RB strategy show, 
just like the top three, uh, you know, finishers for the season, the upside is that it's like most likely going to be backs on your weekly scoring. It's most likely going to be backs, the biggest outcomes. So if you can be starting two backs and you can be flexing two, and what he's doing is saying he's going to have so many that no matter what, every week he's going to be flexing two running backs and trying to basically like just punch you in the face. <laughs> and apparently, I haven't gone to study his rosters, but apparently he did this last year and he got a couple teams into the top fifty. Now. I don't know how many teams he drafted. If he drafted 150 teams and he got two teams in the top 150, that's not great. I mean, I drafted freaking 20 teams and had two teams in the top 150. But if if that's the case, like and maybe he had way more up there. Uh, like I don't know. I mean, look, I, I get where he's coming from. Like I can see how I can see how it could work, but things definitely have to break your way. I thought the last draft he just waited t- way too long to go ahead and hit the receivers. Yeah, like let's see if if he if he has these five and that's what he's running to the bank with. Okay, if we're still having this conversation again in round eight and we don't have a wide receiver off the board. I might be uh, asking some more questions. Dallas Goddard finally goes in the middle of round five, right after AJ Dillon as the RB. And that's early. He's normally around six pick here. It's okay. Um, Coming back around. I'm trying to find this guy. You keep going. If we can get Zach Ertz or Dawson Knox at the round six, round seven turn, we are going to take advantage of that. Yes, Dwayne. Uh, at the at round six seven. No, I don't want no six seven. Well, we'll have to see what's here. No, man, my gut is we're about we're gonna be staring at, like I'm not taking Dawson Knox over Elijah Moore. Like for example, like the upside of Elijah Moore, like just such a great player. Um, okay, I mean, we have to see what's here. We I, we might take another one of these backs. Like you know, we might take you know a Chase Edmonds. Like I think he has more upside than Dawson Knox. Um, his, you know, his ADP is at ninety three, so we, we actually have a chance. Okay. Yeah, I think we have a chance for round eight, uh, nine. What about uh, Ertz? No, you're not going to let me search for this name. I'm not as good as at multi. Who who gives a shit you. about the guy's name? I, don't I care. just want to see. We're past it. <laughs> we uh, can't even fine. tell the people. Fine. No, I, I wanted to see. I want to see if it's the same player. That's my point. I want to know uh, if we're drafting next to the guy that's going to do this the whole time. Doesn't matter. Whatever. It goes. Uh, all right. I need to be marking people off the queue. That's more important job. Uh, how sorry, about, you asked how about me about Ertz. This has been surprising me. Uh, I'm, I'm past it. Jerry Judy's ADP doesn't <laughs> seem to be changing much, man. No, it's not changing enough. It's stupid. Like I had him, I had him in our queue. I hit him in our queue in our last pick. Like I like Judy. I do oh, too. Zach now Harris, this is awesome, man. Now, These guys. Now, now that Tim Patrick's out of the picture, it's like let's go. It's like people are being rewarded for just, early, I guess, early drafters. I don't know. See, I'm, this is the thing. Like if you're you're, you're playing down here, right, in this uh, tight end premium, and I, and I get it, like. So you want to take advantage of the scoring system, but taking Zach Ertz there is it's stupid. Like the upside of Zach Ertz is there's not, there's not one like some of the receivers that you're passing, you know, that, that's Kittle. the problem. Yeah. He, that's what I mean. He already has Kittle. So he's now taken two running, uh, two tight ends plus a quarterback. Right. Um, so not a big fan of, of team 11 of, of their build. <laughs> Great name. All right. I'm yeah, it is a good, it is a good name. We're hoping some of these wide Look receivers at Juju. fall. Juju's still sitting there. Hey. Yeah, I'm not getting my hopes way too up here on these receivers. I see right. Alan Lazard. I'm going to skip over that. I moved Juju up behind. Yes, there goes Josh Jacobs. That's what I, we need. I moved Juju one spot ahead of Darno Mooney today. That's how kind I was. I would still take Rashad Bateman ahead of him, though. Yeah. I think that's fine. As would Dwayne. Josh Jacobs off the board. Again, this is 
this is the RB dead zone that we are directly dealing with right now. Elijah Mitchell's still up there. Claude Bertolaire is going to go soon. If anything, Dwayne, see. Hey, I, I was I was researching these ADPs since the last time I wrote my quarterback article because I update mm-hmm. the ADPs. You know, when I did the for the strategy article, yeah, put it in, put the new context in there. So since I wrote that, and we originally did that, um, I have no clue if we had anything to do with it. Like I I, I hope I hope we did. Um, but Kyler Murray over here on the FFPC has moved up uh, eleven draft spots. So that was almost a month ago when we did that. And Jalen Hurts has moved up around nice. in this format where people were taking them before in rounds eight and nine. Now they're going in round seven. I don't know if we do shit, but I like to think. That I don't know either, but <laughs> <laughs> I like to think the folks listening to us are. Well, even if we didn't do it, like, you know, the thought, pro- I, I feel good about where we were. We were ahead oh, of the yeah. thought process. You know what I mean? I got you there. Yeah. And that was a. Uh... I think we've had a lot of those. Yeah, this is good. Elijah Mitchell. We need all these crappy backs that we don't want to go off the board. That's what kills me sometimes about the serial victory. Ah, Chris Godwin. That's what kills me about the serial victory lappers in our industry sometimes. Like, how do you even remember all this shit you said? I mean, we're just always moving kind of on to the the next thing, man. We get that win on Sunday, and we're... We're looking ahead. Yeah, to the it's next time, week it's time to adapt to the new world. Like, I'm kind of surprised. Like, I figured, like, with all of the uh, buzz around Juju after that game, that he might move up a little bit. He didn't. So we definitely have. Uh, we are such a we are such a ner- nerd society now that Juju's like, you know, arrow up, like you know, up the ranks in a preseason game where he wasn't even targeted. I understand why, but it's just kind of it's it, it's we're getting smarter. You know, we have a Rotoviz team at P- at pick six for certain. <laughs> it's that or it's uh the the ship chasing guys cooper cup kyle pitts aj brown dj moore rashad bateman juju smith schuster i have no doubt in my mind they're either pod they're in this with us and they're doing a pod right now well we'll see who has to oh yeah they're going full zero rb mm-hmm. there's no doubt all right well good for them good people there goes dawson knox i have one name and one name only and it just went off the damn board Fuck. there's an, another similar one yeah that hurts. Yeah. Hey, but we, we made the right play. We, we let it go. Um, you know, to see if we could get it to come back. Right. It doesn't always work. So. All right. Let's get a uh, round six Pollard again. Let's get Lamar freaking Jackson or Kyler. We've got, we've got Kyler sitting there. I think I'm fine taking Kyler. Yeah. I say Kyler and Thielen. I, I like Thielen. It's and you, what you say sticks with me. I'm like, we're going to get to week one, and we're going to be talking about our rankings on the damn show. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be, uh, yeah, we got uh, Adam Thielen at wide receiver 21. <laughs> you know, and then after week one, the next week we're like, yeah, we got we got Adam Thielen at wide receiver 10. Now Do you five think... weeks later, it may be, uh, well, Adam Thielen's hurt, but <laughs> all I can think about right now is that week one. What do you think about Thielen versus Hopkins because we have Kyler? Do we care that little about no, stacking here? I, I think you st- I think you just see maybe if you get lucky on Hopkins. Um I think the six games is enough to swing me to Thielen. What what about you? I'm right next to each other. I have Hopkins one spot ahead in the rankings. I would say we already I, have I like, I like I like Thielen personally. Yeah. I'm just saying we do have Higgins, Hill, and McLaurin. Is Thielen even gonna be starting for us? Yeah, we're we're gonna start four receivers. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it's Thielen and Kyler here. Um, That's fine. Would be let's my do thought. It. Let's do it. All right, so let's take Adam Thielen and go ahead and grab Kyler Murray. 
Done. Dealing wide receiver 33. We will take we will take that value. Okay. So through through seven rounds, we got Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall in the backfield, then T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen at wide receiver, Kylo Murray leading the way. How are you feeling, Dwayne? I feel good. And and you know, we're not getting some of the smash players that we liked at the other end where we couldn't believe like the value falling to us. Yeah. But we're structurally building a team, I believe, in the right way, based on the way we know that the board falls. We know where the value is. Um and I think we're just executing our plan to it, right? I mean, we're taking players out of the tiers that we like. We're pretty much going, you know, right off of our board, to be honest, on this draft. Um, we've had some good conversations, right, around Brees Hall. Just had a good conversation around um, DeAndre Hopkins. I agree. Those those were the names, you know, to be discussing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but Hopkins does, you know, every once in a while you get in a draft where Hopkins falls, too. So, you know, he, he's not going to fall all the way back to us here. But we, yeah. we can see how things go. It's it's definitely a close one. And I, I used to have Michael Thomas right around those guys too. And then once he got off the pup and just one kind of glowing report after the other about how good he's been looking out there, just just not even good, like healthy. Just him being healthy enough was enough to get me back into Michael Thomas business. I mean, just man, three picks away. That, that Dwight, if we were got Michael Thomas over Adam Thielen, we'd be freaking. Oh uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be, be grabbing the champagne. Like and team program. four is a really good build so far. Justin Jefferson, Alvin Kamara, Mike, Mike Evans, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas. Um, I like that team. Yeah, I like that team as well. We got some. We got some. I like team four. I like team six. I like team one, which obviously is us. <laughs> um, you know, look at look at. I mean, look at team nine. You know, Edmonds. I mean, sorry, Chase, Andrews, Waller, Sutton, Gabe Davis, Elijah Moore. Like, so they're going to flex a tight end. You've got three teams in here essentially kind of on the same plan, you know, around the receivers. Um, yeah, we, we need some of these other teams here uh, to take some of these running backs we don't want them to get. <laughs> I miss Ramondre Stevenson, round yeah. seven. Got to do it. Chase I, Edmonds to, to team four. See, Chase Edmonds, man, has moved up like a round. Um, it's another player that, you know, we were on way earlier. Um but like now he's getting, he's not priced up. Like he's still fine. Like as a round seven pick, but like, it's a perfect player for that team. Justin Jefferson, Kamara, Mike Evans, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Michael Thomas, and now Chase Edmonds. Like, I, I love that. I love that start. Chase Edmonds over Clyde though. That seems interesting to me. Like, yeah, Chase, I get it. Uh, Chase yeah. Edmonds is fine, but come on. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that too. It's just people just know Clyde's not explosive. And so they're just out on him. They're just like, you know, hey, I don't want, you know, a dude that runs like a turtle. Yeah. Look at that. uh, Team six coming back and look, I don't like that. Like, we were just trying to build out an advantage, right? Getting Murray. I think they've got a good build already. And now they come back and they get Jalen Hurts. So that's, they're, they're drafting really well. Uh, And out of the six hole, like, I love drafting from the middle where you can just pick off the value. You can keep the runs from coming at you. Um, you know, you're never really in a position where you're just like, oh, my God, I was left out to dry. And we're going to have to be careful with tight end. Yeah. Like now, if we get, you know, something, uh, and I mean, Knox is already gone. That's the problem. Now it's like, who do we like? Najoku. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, probably I, not I, this so, early, though. Yeah, we don't have to take him this early. I mean, if we have to wait, 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 man. I know it's premium, but let's say we... We take our first tight end, like, like when do you think, what if we took, like, three or four? Let's say we took three. If we got, like, Gerald Everett, Hayden Hurst, and, like, 
Tyler Higby or something late. Like, wouldn't I be? These guys we, are all doing the same thing. Look, Trey Lance now to the to the other team without a running back. But if we took those guys, if we took three later tight ends, wouldn't that be better than trying to reach on one of these more mid guys? Because again, you have it two A, two B, two C, two D, two E. Like you feel yeah, you don't, at so least I, I did it in the similar classic. It got to yeah. a point where I just waited. So I refuse to take freaking one of these mid tight end twos like ridiculously ahead of me. I, I'm with you. But these other teams, like, you know, we talked about this last week or, or earlier this week when we did the triple wide receiver pod, right? And the strategy where these guys are doing a great job is they're not panicking. They started Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts, AJ Brown, DJ Moore. Rashad Bateman at that point you've got all your flexes filled with receivers come back grab Juju to stay strong at wide receiver rather than reaching on a running back then come back in round seven you grab Jalen Hurts rather than grabbing a running back that you don't want to draft so structurally like really love like what those teams are doing team nine did the same thing Jamar Chase Mark Andrews Darren Waller in a tight end premium you got the two tight ends you get Cortland Sutton Gabe Davis Elijah Moore not going to jack around and wait for round nine they just went ahead and took Trey Lance honestly there I would not have taken I like it I would have taken Kareem Hunt and let Trey Lance fall back to me like would have been my plan but like still like structurally they're actually executing on the very strategy that we talked about like look fine you start off wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver the key to making that work is you cannot panic. You cannot panic and start drafting all the crappy running backs that you don't want. And they've avoided that. So like definite hat tip. There's some good drafters in this draft room. Trey Lance off the board as a QB seven. I mentioned, uh, who was I talking about earlier? With, oh, Mike Williams with the big difference between some of these sharper drafts and what you're going to see potentially in your home league. And maybe your home league super sharp. I'm not trying to insult anyone. I'm just trying to get, uh, you know, just where the players might be gone. Trey Lance consensus ADP is still like QB 12, QB 13. I can't believe it. I just, even before we got the confirmation, Dwayne, like we were talking about like moving Trey Lance up from like QB, you know, 10 or something to QB seven. The fact that he's still going outside the top 12 in some of these drafts, man, get me in there. I, I sure haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I, I haven't seen it either, but we're not drafting. And like you said, not to make fun of any league, but I mean, we're drafting so. on underdog and we're drafting here. Um, so, and Hey, uh, want to give a hat tip to the FFPC. You guys are going to be hearing more about this, but they have donated a main event team to Ooh. Ian and I that we are going to get to split with one of you. So more to come on that. There will be a way that you will be able to qualify for being the person that will draft a main event team with a $1 million prize on the line with myself and with Ian. So man, like huge, huge shout out to FFPC. They are awesome. Um, we're going to try and do some cool stuff with them over at PFF. Probably stream it. I don't see why not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, we'll, we'll record it. We're going to try to win a million. Record it. Right, right, right. <laughs> We will start going live during the season because um, I want to have a opportunity to answer some of your guys' live questions. And I'm looking forward to uh, Sunday morning. So last year, Sunday morning, I was we had like a, a legit like PFF pregame show and they had me on that. We would talk a little fancy. I was more or less just putting my kind of NFL analyst hat on for the morning. But that happened from like 10 a.m. to freaking 1230 1245. So I had no real chance to like, other than kind right. of answer some shit on Twitter and like set my own lineups. And I unfortunately couldn't respond to um, a lot of you guys. So the goal this year is we just want to do a literal start sit hour or two 
probably just one, but uh, from like 11 a.m. to noon where we come in and, you know, we talk, teach you guys how to fish all week or at least, you know, in the best way possible. And then Sunday, just come in, comment your start sit question. We will try to answer it as quickly as possible. Dwayne, myself, maybe someone else to help break some ties, move on to the next one, get those answers, get you guys happy. And yeah, and the good thing about that too with uh, all the injury stuff dropping between 1130 and 1145 on Sunday as they are obligated to do so, we'll be able to respond in time to all that stuff going on. So much better schedule this year. We're going to do the waiver pod Tuesday early afternoon, uh, giving us a little more time last year. Tried to do it on Monday, and there'd always be something happening between then and Tuesday that threw us off a little bit. So very excited about what we have coming to you guys in season, in addition to obviously all the draft prep we're doing now. It's, it's funny, Dwayne, like we put – it's like the, uh, you know, that meme of like the glacier, like or it's just the glaciers in general. You know, you only see like a little bit of the glacier at the top, but so much more of it. Like we spend all this time kind of drafting and then uh, there's actually like 17 weeks of managing that go, that go into it. And <laughs> yeah. you could argue is uh, a little more important, but. Yeah, absolutely. We want these people to te- keep taking the tight ends here. Um, like, dude, we could hit a freaking major home run. We are two picks away from DeAndre Hopkins. Oh my God! Why do you say, that? yeah? Dwayne, well, oh I mean, look, God. Michael. We were there with Michael Thomas. Like, I, I say it because, like, why did, why we're trying you... to teach people how to do this. Like, you have to try to give your chance. You have to give yourself a chance to to draft a monster, and that means taking some risk. But if we were to pass on one player or the other, like it had to be Hopkins, not Thielen, right? Um, so yeah, there goes you, Robert you... Woods. We're one pick away. <laughs> you're right, Dwayne, but don't piss off the freaking fantasy draft gods. They're going to jinx us. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, he's going to go all. right here, but that's okay. Come on, come on. We didn't get Michael Thomas. We need this. I took Drake London. <laughs> Let's go! Okay, okay, look, look. So here's our thing. We got DeAndre Hopkins. We get him with Kyler Murray. Oh, we can either take Kadarius Toney or we can take James Cook. Antonio Gibson is sitting there. I don't. I know that I don't have to mention his name to you. <laughs> I lean, I lean Tony. All right, so Hopkins and Tony and no James Cook. What do you think? Mm, well, here, I know I want Hopkins, so <laughs> go ahead and take him. Taking Hopkins. We had no clue he was even going to fail. We, you know, we got lucky that he made it back there. So, okay, look, we've got five badass receivers. We have two running backs. We do have a slight question with Brees Hall. So look at the running back tiers after this. And then I, look I, at the receivers. I will say, you know, as much as all these kind of rookie running backs had not the best, just it's it's week one of the preseason, but the depth charts aren't looking great for any of them. We James Cook does seem like he's already ingrained as that pass down back. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I we think got, we take James Cook. I love Kadarius Tony. Let's take James Cook. We, we got we got Hopkins. If we hadn't gotten Hopkins, we'd be taking Tony and Cook. Yeah, we got Hopkins. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Do we have James Cook on all four of these teams now? Uh, I I think we have him on two. I think we have him on two. It might be three. That's fine. Might be three now. That that was a tough decision, though. Um, That was a tough decision between James Cook and Kadarius Toney as we leave Antonio Gibson sitting on the board. Through nine rounds, yeah. Yeah, he's got an ADP of 69, but it just hasn't adjusted yet. And we're still lucky. Kyler Murray is our lovely quarterback. Running back, Christian McCaffrey. Running back two, Brees Hall. RB3, James Cook. 
at wide receiver, T. Higgins, Tyree Kill, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, and DeAndre Hopkins. I after getting Hopkins and Cook, man, I, I feel like that. <laughs> you were just on cloud nice nine. <laughs> Not the same, man. Like I, I again, I liked our team after round six or seven, but you, you said it like we weren't getting the kind of big time value falls that we were luckily getting to us before getting Hopkins there because man, he was up there in that queue too. Round eight, Hopkins, absolutely sign me up. But Hopkins is just one of those names that every so many drafts, he just falls. And so it's just something you know from drafting, you know? There's no other way to really know it. That's, I mentioned that with Watson, where I think Watson has the most volatility in his draft-to-draft kind of ADP. I'm guessing DeAndre Hopkins is up there too, probably Michael Thomas. Anyone with the looming suspension slash injury that we aren't 100 crystal clear about those are the types of guys and like look michael thomas almost fell to us too before so sometimes he does go higher sometimes they don't if you are going to take that uh opportunity though like that that's a pretty good tiebreaker Dwayne, to see like who might fall to you right and the main takeaway you know for folks again is give yourself a chance to build the monster don't just go down your draft sheet um yeah. and these are things you'll know that you will learn if you're drafting all the time yeah, like some of these things will just come to you. But if it's your first draft, like just learn from us, you know, and, you know, let this be, you know, what you basically need to understand so that whenever you're in there, it doesn't matter that you haven't drafted 20 times. Like you've already, you know, to look over at the queue and say, okay, like what, if I got these two players in the same tier, we did this in the last draft too. We've done it a couple of times now. We did it with Tom Brady. We did it with Mike Thomas in the draft before that, or maybe it was the same draft. Uh, George Pickens in round nine. We have arrived at hype My season. Goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just remember, like, give your just give yourself a shot. Give yourself a shot. What are your thoughts on George Pickens in round nine, Ian? I moved him up, not in the round nine range, though. It's it's just it's funny that um a bunch of training camp highlight videos and a great preseason touchdown catch has just shot pickens up above the guy who last year we were shooting up this high because of a nice training camp and a really great contested catch in a preseason game and chase claypool Dwayne, are you old enough to remember that when the entire community was infatuated with chase claypool because of that great contested catch he had against the cowboys i am old enough to remember i am old enough um you know I, you know the part of me is like okay I don't think it's the worst thing ever because, and, and you know, I got to rework my, t- you know, my ranks, but at the end of the day, like he's going now in the range where you take Drake London, you take uh sky Moore, you take Chris Olave at this point really is George Pickens. Does he deserve to be that much lower than those guys? Like, cause honestly, like I'm going to move him to tour to tier four B right now. Like in my last tier, I had him at six B. So he's gonna move up like two full, you know, brackets, why are we moving him up though? Did we not know he was a freaking beast? No, we did. We did, but but now he, at the same time, like it, it's not bad. Like it's good news that he keeps kicking ass. Like it's 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 it still is. good news. I don't want to totally dismiss it. Is my point. So I think actually, like I like him around Garrett Wilson, right? I like. I think you should take him in the same range that Claypool goes. Like I think that's fine. Yeah, so I'm not so against like where the player took it. You do have Deontay Johnson and George Pickens on your team and Pat Fryermuth, so that's gonna suck balls, but. Uh, Pickens in round nine, I don't think is the end of the world. Like, as I just think it through the really big tier, potentially I had him a little, little bit lower. I yeah, where'd you put up. him? Where did you move him to? I moved him one spot behind 
Devontae Parker, I'm a little bit higher on. Obviously not high enough. Uh, what what there. pick is or Sorry, what's your rank, though, your receiver rank? One, I, I don't have receiver. I have overall. You just have I'm, overall. I have, I have him 129th overall. See, so it's still good. Like, you've got him inside your top 150 squarely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not out on the – and, hey, look, if he's going to – I don't want to be out on the guy. If he's going to become this freaking low-end wide receiver four, I'll make sure he's not uh, too far off the pace. But that's just a little steep for me. Yeah, I I just try to think through like he does kind of fit all the players we just named, right? I mean, he he fits, you know, he's similar because he is a rookie. Um, you know, now we're pretty sure he's going to we know that he's going to be locked into some sort of opportunity. We don't know if it's going to be, you know, as the number 2 on the team, and I think that is definitely a there's a chance it's that and it's not Claypool, but at a minimum we know he's locked down the wide he's going to be out there when they're in three wide receivers, yeah. right? So, hey, every team now has a running back Team six finally took Damian Harris in round nine. I will say this. Seems like more. I mean, they felt the need to get Devontae Smith over Cordero Patterson, Damian Pierce. Well, Patterson went right in front of him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming back. Damn it. My bad. That's on But me. it's okay. They took it in front of James Cook, in front of Melvin Gordon. I agree. I would have taken, gone ahead and grabbed one of the backs there. Regardless. But at the end yeah. of the day, with who they got with Damian Harris, like it worked out. Like the Damian Harris fell back to them. It worked out okay. I'm just, I would have liked to get, you know, James Cook and Damon Harris at that point because now they have Hurts, AJB, and Devontae Smith. And I don't know, man. I I was on a uh, podcast uh, earlier today and we were talking about offenses that just we think could underwhelm. And I didn't want to just pick the freaking, you know, Texans and Jaguars or whoever. And no so offense with to the Seahawks. Them. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not trying to just <laughs> not trying to just pick the single worst offense in the league. But I picked the Eagles and 49ers just because while I it's it's not across the entire offense. I like both of the tight ends at value. And I'm not I fully recognize there's a lot of talented players there, but if we don't see Hurts and we don't see Trey Lance really take steps forward as passers, both of those offenses could end up being top three rush heavy offenses with a lot of talented pass game weapons that could really stop everyone involved from getting more than like 100 110 targets Dwayne the all both the backfields have a committee look written all over them the Eagles O-line's a little better than the 49ers O-line these days we just I don't think we should underestimate the potential chance of like you know we don't see too many of these really really run heavy quarterbacks like necessarily enabling all that many you know top end receivers even Kyler who we have really high expectations for but let's face it you know 20 He's been quarterback for three years now. In 2020, DeAndre Hopkins is really the only time we've had a, a, a pass catcher like put up any sort of big numbers with them throughout the entire season. So I would just say in both those offenses, and that's why Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, I haven't been getting a ton of because I just think there's enough of a – there's a lot of good players there, and that's awesome for the Eagles and 49ers real-life offenses, and it's awesome for Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance. It does lead me to question, though, if these guys have as much fantasy upside as maybe their real life talents exists. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. Um, where did you move Naheem Hines in your change? Because he just went off the board. He was a name I was definitely considering. Whereas before, I wouldn't have considered him yet. But I was like, if we get back down here and Hines is there, I was definitely going to have him in the queue. Where I did you spot, put him? One spot behind James Cook. Yeah, see, I, I'm with you. I think th- I think that's where I'm moving him. I think I'm having one one pick behind CPAT. Like, because I got Pollard, Kareem Hunt, yep. Chase Edmonds, James Cook, CPAT in the same tier. I'm really toying with with adding Naheem Hines to that to that tier. Yep, put him 
one spot behind James Cook, one spot ahead of Devin Singletary. Obviously, I got CPAT quite a bit like higher, it. but I love it. <laughs> love it. Gotta steal the heart. It's saying, well, yeah, bro, it's I, I just assumed that name Hines didn't have the workhorse running back handcuff upside, but after seeing him play every single snap that Matt Ryan, he just might. I mean, maybe they just. It's weird, but maybe they really love. I mean, Jordan Wilkins was pretty damn efficient. I know he, uh, Mike Clay loved him in deeper leagues. Like maybe when Marlon Mack got hurt, they just really thought the world of George of um, I said George Pickens, Jordan Wilkins. I'm sorry. Uh, maybe they really yeah, thought the world. Was, yeah, I knew who you meant. Okay, yeah. maybe they thought the world of uh, Jordan Wilkins out there, and now that Philip Lindsay's there, they're just like, nah, Naeem's Ny- our guy. He's gonna be the featured player. I mean, he he has made the most of all of his opportunities there. So Naeem Hines, definitely someone that RB 41 love that. Kenneth Walker dubs pick 10 and oh round my 10. God, here we go. This is peak training. Oh, it's the same team got pickings and dubs. They've just been, oh, duh. Look at this they've team been tuning in for <laughs> they already have Deontay. But dude, seriously, how do you do this to yourself? How do you draft dude. Pat Farmer's Deontay Johnson and George Pickens together? Yeah, I mean, you think the Steelers have that much offensive upside? Are you kidding me? Like this team, you know, any one of those picks individually is fine. Of course, but you're going to take all of them. I just don't. I don't get it, man. Don't get it at all. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. You know what? I don't just dislike it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for that. All right, we're not going to reach on a tight end here. <laughs> I'm good. Hopefully, Hunter Henry. Maybe comes back to us. That'd be cool. I'll, I'll say, take dude, let them. I, I, don't, I don't care at this point. I'm with you. Like, <laughs> just screw it. I'll, I'll come back later and, and just live with something. It's like that bill that you're planning and, on and paying it's, off. It's, like, you it's know, the we'll receiver get to it. value, dude, that's sitting here. I still like the receivers. There goes Claypool. Had him in the queue. Do right. we pull the Rondale to fulfill our Hopkins suspension move again? Yes. Yes. I, I think so. <laughs> And I honestly, I like Russell Gage. I like Garrett Wilson. I like Jahan Dotson. I, I think we're taking two of these. Um, look at the running backs real quick. Madison, um, Spiller. I don't want Carter. We have Brees. Right. Uh, you may put Pacheco in the queue for you. We know who's taking <laughs> Pacheco. General Lee, pick five. That's true. Okay. Only a backward ass person named General Lee would be taking all these Steelers. I'm not um, against. I'm not against Madison. I don't know that we need a fourth running back right now, though. And I think we could. I like the receivers that are here. So let's I take Rondell. Say, I don't think we're going to. I think the receivers that we really like are going to be mostly gone after next round. So let's go ahead and get. I grabbed Rondell already because we were running out of time. So you want Gage or you want Wilson? got 50 wide receivers off the board bro i feel like it's russell gage's time like this is overcorrected. i like it all right let's do it russell gage and it's very close between him and garrett wilson i think i think i have them ranked maybe right next to each other i've got them right next to each other ultimately have a tear break though after russell gage going to Derek to garrett wilson I could see the 2022 version, the the talent discrepancy in the year 2022 being close. And let's take Tom Brady's number three over Zach Wilson yeah. and Joe Flacco's number three. So we just got him in round eleven, dude. We, 
I'm with you. It's like overcorrected. Like we don't know if Chris Godwin's going to be really healthy to start or not. Julio Jones, we like, but he's an older player. Mike they didn't Evans, pay Russell Gage. Age. Yeah, they didn't pay Russell Gage thirty million dollars to sit on the bench. Like he's going to be good. He's just not going to. Yeah, he he deserved to fall a ton when we got the good news from Goblin and when they added Julio Jones. But again, three years, thirty million dollars. That was the one thing, Dwayne. When I was looking at a, I've done studies like every offseason, just looking at how. T- players do when they change teams and free agency and a wide wide receiver had the most hits of any position of players changing teams and still producing and it was usually about that it was 30 million or about 10 million per year if you wanted to do that that was about the number where even if guys kind of failed or they didn't meet expectations they were still playing all the time they were still starters in three wide receiver sets because who who pays someone that much money and then doesn't you know start them in there so i do think uh Wide receiver 52 for Russ Gage. That is absolutely fun. And we, who, who did I say Pacheco was going to? Uh, team five. I missed it by one by one spot. Oh, this went. <laughs> They're probably cursing it out right now. They wanted them. Uh, yeah. So getting, getting, and here's the other thing with Gage. Unlike MVS, um, unlike Lazard, some of these other guys we've talked through, like he actually hits some of the breakout metrics we want. He's already had two wide receiver finishes despite playing on bad offenses. He's hit some of the targets per route run marks we want to hit. Like he's slowly gotten better every year of his career. So he's doing things that none of those other guys have really shown that they can do. And I think, you know, for me, that matters. Like, I, you know, he's done things that basically say like he could, end, he could, he's a wide receiver too, is, is what his underlying profile looks like. He just hasn't had a wide receiver two finish yet. Okay. So when it comes back to us, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to kill our vibe, but it's probably time to get a tight end win. Yeah, we can grab one. We don't have to get like nutty, you know. There are still. And again, we'll see. We'll just we'll just kind of see. Like, I I like taking two running backs if they come back to us, and and we really like it, you know. Like, you know, we've got Khalil Herbert. I've got Jamal Williams over in the queue. By the way, by, by the way, everyone, uh, YouTube people can see. It. I just scrolled down on the on the list, seeing what wide receivers are available, and I, I noticed uh, Alan Lazard, wide receiver, fifty three. Dwayne is not backing off that. Dwayne, he went like six rounds ago, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't ever have to mark him off because I never take. Him. <laughs> I was just like, like, this is like the first week when I like, I, I realized Juju was like my wide receiver 60. And then I decided to do something about it. Dwayne th- did the same thing with Lazard. Just like, you know what? I'm right. You, you guys can all, you guys can all take them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, notice but okay. we're in round 11 now. Isaiah Spiller still on the board. Uh, Rashad White did go in round 10. But, you know, some of these, you know, like Tyrion Davis Price still sitting there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Like, you know, how does this shake out? Does Brian Robinson like leap some of these guys? Like Garrett Wilson just fell almost a full round. Um, just just based off the fact, and you know what it is. It's it's based off the fact that he was really running with he was the fourth wide receiver in the game. Um, but again, it's week it's week one. Don't overreact to these high draft picks. The other thing is when you draft these guys, especially when you start getting them around eleven, you're not starting them week one. What you're saying is I'm taking talent. Weird shit happens when the season starts. They can play their way into a role. There could be an injury to a teammate. All sorts of things can happen. Once you get to these rounds, don't talk yourself into depth chart madness. Like, like take the talented players. In my home league, man, I got I picked up Justin Jefferson off waivers in week three. Like people will freak out. Dude, I did that over here. I picked up that year. I picked it wasn't up even yet. Yeah, it happened in a ton of leagues because I remember we were like incredulous looking at how many leagues he was available in 
Yeah, Justin Jefferson um, was dropped in a ton of these high stakes leagues that year. Um, you know, I kept him on the teams that I drafted because I just like, okay, let's just we're gonna wait, you know, and we're just gonna see what happens. I I never let a talent like that hit the waiver wire in a twenty in a twenty round draft where people have twenty people on their rosters. Like, it it, it will take something like very crazy for me to let a player like that go. Kind of surprised Jalen uh, Jahan Dotson still on the board, like with what we had with the preseason game. You want me to put Noah Fant in the queue for you, Ian? <laughs> um, I'm down for some Dotson potentially. I'll say that. Yeah, I am too. Especially, honestly, we're, we are kind of praying at this point for for David and Joku to be there wow. yeah, <laughs> or Gerald that, Everett. That'd be dope. We're okay. Hey, while we wait though, let's uh, let's pay some bills. Want to give a shout out to it. some of our sponsors, gentlemen. All men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big hairless winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below the waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PFF. It's time you enjoy the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. Also, folks, if you haven't heard by now, we might love FFPC for our redraft. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football this summer for best ball land. We've all been there in fantasy football leagues. It's Sunday morning. You're digging through news reports, trying to figure out whether to start your stub wide receiver that tweaked his hamstring last week. Or you have a player on your team who hasn't been getting in the end zone. And then one week, he suddenly goes off for 30 points on your bench with Underdog Fantasy. All the stress of who to start each week is lifted off your shoulders because it's best ball format. Draft your teams before the season starts and get the best score in your lineup each week. That shit is optimized. Right now, you can draft an underdog's best ball mania three tournament to take your shot at $10 million in total prizes. Plus, underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. And if you play 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. Underdog drafts close to underdog drafts close before nfl kickoff so what are you waiting for head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the app store play ten dollars with the code pff and draft your best ball mania team today football fans join the next generation of fantasy football with rainmakers football their first ever nft fantasy game from DraftKings. it's the only nft fantasy game licensed by the nfl pa now you can play all seasons for millions in prizes by building the ultimate nft franchise right now everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more. Just like daily fantasy football, build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings daily fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code PFF. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise at Rainmakers Football. That's promo code PFF. Build, play, win only at DraftKings. Contest entries dependent on type and number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Isaiah Spiller off the board. RB50. It does seem like, Dwayne, I don't want to... I'm not taking an early victory lap or anything. I don't even know if it's a victory lap, but we have seen a handful... These day three guys not exactly have the best early returns. Even someone like Rashad White. Honestly, again, all the rookie running backs. And it's not that it's over for him. 
It was week one of the preseason. But let's face it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good for pretty much any of them. You were still on mute, but I, I can tell you're angry. Dwayne's just throwing stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Okay. It's a, no, you're right. Um, but it's too early, right? It's too early to get crazy with them. What I like is when this stuff happens, it, it at least softens the ADP a little bit, right? A couple of body blows on the ADP if Isaiah Spiller isn't bad for anyone. Um, yeah, there goes uh, Team Six taking David and Joko. So that was kind of the last one in the tier there uh, to give us some upside. Uh, Brian Robinson just goes off the board, but yeah, it's, um, it's fine. Like I, I wouldn't, I don't think, I think sometimes people overreact, but like, I, I, I like the discount that you get. I like the fact that it softens ADP up a little bit and you just got to be able to read the room. So don't keep reaching, right? Don't keep doing the same thing you've been doing in your drafts before. When these new data points come out, like you got to let it breathe a little bit and see what it means, you know, for ADP. Am I reading this wrong? Like I have Tyler Boyd is still available. Like, did he die? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> He's pick 124 normally. Um, we're about to pick 144. We're absolutely taking him. Did he die? Just check, <laughs> Ian. <laughs> let, me, let me search Twitter. I'm checking. I just went on a podcast and Hyde was a sleeper today. I hope not. It's an electric podcast experience. Is Tyler Boyd still alive? <laughs> I think well, Sal Vitri, Sal Vitri tells me prioritize Tyler Boyd. He was a top 30 wide receiver last year, but he goes as the 51st wide receiver in 2022. He has a safe floor and dot, dot, dot ellipses and a major ceiling colon. Are you ready for the thread or should I stop? Okay. So Tyler stop, Boyd, huh? <laughs> Tyler Boyd is on the board. I say we go with Tyler. Yeah, Boyd. we have to. I mean, just, you know, we're never going to get him freaking take Tyler Boyd right here. Jesus. Okay. Did uh, uh, Jahan Dotson just went? I would have yeah. said, I would have, you know, chosen violence. Yeah, we were, we were about Jahan to turn Dotson. them both. <laughs> we're about to just take both of them. We got to go Gerald Everett. It's time. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. I know. I'm looking at the wide receivers, too. We got. I'm looking got at it. Jamal Williams. Uh, I see Jamal Williams, too. We aren't getting him back. We aren't getting Gerald Everett back. Either. He might literally be the last running back that we can like even feel somewhat okay about. But Gerald Everett may be the last tight end we can feel somewhat okay about as well. So, oh man, we have right. Christian McCaffrey. Jim I think we gotta take Gerald Everett. What? Who has I, the problem? Is Jamal has way more upside than Gerald Everett? Uh, we don't have a tight end. Do you think? Let's we push take it. Let's push the tight end. Come on. Push it. Fuck it. Give me Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to feel great about starting Gerald Everett. He's a, he's a great. Uh, no, well, okay, Dwayne. Look, you got to get on my team with Hayden Hurst, okay? Because I do still feel good about a tight end or two. So yeah, I no, I'm with you. But my yeah. my point being, we're never going to feel like, oh my god, thank God we're starting Gerald Everett. We're just not Jamal Williams. We could be like, oh my god, thank God we have Jamal Williams. De DeAndre Swift went down. We have a top five RB, you know, for three weeks. You know, it, it could happen, right? So, to me, fine. Let's just move on with Gerald. If if we thought Gerald Everett was a guy that we would just feel great about plugging into our starting lineup every week, I would be fine. Uh, but I don't feel that way. So, nope. And unfortunately, while I do like Brees and James Cook, week one, not gonna be thrilled about them either. Our wide receivers are fantastic, but hopefully Gerald comes back. If not, Robert Tunyon, someone that's hurt and could fall past ADP to us. Everyone is down on Noah Fant for the second. I'm I'm not sure if there's a reason to 
be higher on him in the future, but could at least be cheap. Brevin Jordan still does project as a target leader in Houston. Hayden Hurst, target leader in Cincinnati. Maybe just maybe. Cam Brake, Kyle Rudolph. Daniel Ballinger could be an every down tight end. Mo Ali Cox, Dwayne. I don't think we're giving enough potential for Mo Ali Cox to make the most out well, of Based on the first preseason game, I don't think we need to give him anything. It looked like the normal crappy rotation for the Colts. <laughs> Uh, here i'm gonna tell people like if you're gonna come draft tight end premium like what some of these teams are making major mistakes now um like uh, uh, i'm not trying to dump on any team but like if you're drafting do not do this irv smith and evan ingram in rounds nine and ten just because it's tight end premium you still have to step back and think about what's the upside of the player yes we like irv smith but don't come back and cram evan ingram too and then take dak prescott and aaron Rodgers. Like that's that's not how you build the huge upside team. Um, you had another team doing it. Um, yeah, you know, well, we've got one team that's got Cole Komet, Albert O, and Gerald Everett. They're they're probably just hoping to hit on one, you know, is probably the thought process there, which is fine. But you don't like what team out of the team eight did. Like I really I, I think that's bad. I also don't take Tom Brady in round nine and then come back with Derek Carr in round twelve, you know, so team seven. Um you're going to have to press it more than that folks like to try to win these leagues against really good drafters, much less have a shot at winning, you know, the 500 K you're going to have to press it. You're not going to win this thing by going with Tom Brady. Like I'm going to take Derek Carr and I got a safety blanket for Tom Brady. Like that's just not, it's not, you got to keep swinging, especially with Jahan Dotson on the board, Tyler Boyd falling down the board. You know, it'd be one thing if all that stuff dried up, but you had Khalil Herbert sitting there. You had Jamal Williams sitting there. Those are all better picks than Derek Carr. When you've got Tom Brady, already on your squad and now you're going to add on Noah Fant and make me hate your team even worse when you already drafted Travis Kelsey that there's no point there's no point in it now oh, everybody's it it's fine but everybody's just taking these and, and taking Hayden Hurst when you have Mark Andrews and Darren Waller I don't care the format what is the upside of Hayden Hurst for your team yeah that's freaking weird and you also you're never using him you're team, never using him the team directly Basically, what next you to think us. is you look at our team and you're like we don't want them to have a tight end well fine fuck off we don't care like <laughs> The team directly next to us also also doesn't have time. There goes Robert Tunyon, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Higley, and Robert Tunyon. It's okay, Um, dude. We're going into sleeper mode. We're going into sleeper mode at tight end, baby. (laughs) Team defense is coming off the board. And I don't mean that personally to anyone F off. My point is like, don't, don't cut off your nose. You know, don't, what is it saying? Ian, <laughs> don't cut off your nose, I don't know. Your face or something stupid like that. I for an eye leaves the whole world. I don't know. <laughs> tooth for a tooth. Oh you, you got, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, look, it is tight end premium. So you want to have some of these guys, but come, come on, man. Like, don't kill your roster for it. We're going to be talking up. We're going to be looking up Jets tight end snaps here in a second. I did not think it would get this. Hey, desperate. dude, here's the good news. We just did all of our research. We talked sleeper tight ends today. We're going to get to put there. There's some sneaky things you can do at tight end. And we're, we're okay. about to do them. We're going to, we're going to, we are going to be doing those such things. We can throw a we can throw a freaking lash on Dart at someone like Foster Moreau, who's going to be a viable tight exactly. end, one injury away. Handcuff uh, we tight can ends. <laughs> our, we can, you can. I, I would know, rather I take – look, Foster Moreau – I'm telling you right now, I would much rather take Foster Moreau in round 18 than force Hayden Hurst in round 13. Because if, if Darren Waller goes down, Foster Moreau is going to be worth more than Hayden Hurst anyway. Yeah. And, and so, like, again, you just – you got to be thinking through this stuff. Um, and I think – but this happens a lot in these drafts. And so when it happens, I think the other lesson here is like, don't freak out. Don't freak out and think, Oh my God, I've got to have one of these tight ends. I have to have them continue to think about like how to build out the best roster. 
basically what your objective should be at this point is to make your roster so damn badass that like if you do find a tight end, it's freaking over for everyone. Like, yeah. and so that you want to, and we talked about this before, pressing your advantage. You know, I thought Team Six did a great job out of that with the receivers early on. They and and you know they grabbed Jalen Hurts, they grabbed Kyle Pitts, they pressed their advantage. You know, did so, they get? Oh my gosh, did they get auto Njoku? Yeah, so I see did. the asterisk. So you're telling they me that we had a, and no yes, one took. We were a, probably getting Njoku. <laughs> son, it's of fine. A, well, yeah, we're, we're gonna hit on one of these guys. How many titans do you think we should get? Three, four. Yeah, I, I want to keep an eye on on. The running back upside too, though. Yeah, are we done at wide receiver, or if one of Julio or Tolbert fall? I have them definitely up there. Yeah, I know we already have eight, but hey, if there's a ninth, there's a ninth guy that's qualified. Upside running back still. Hmm. Dearness remains interesting. Go Stafford. Ronald Jones is chilling in the purple. I mean, you took Derek Carr in round twelve. Why? Matthew Stafford just went in 14. This is the, yeah, it's people, just little things like that can make your roster so much better. How and don't get me wrong. You need this to happen in your drafts because it pushes good players to you. And basically like, you know, there's already, there's some other really good teams in this draft. <laughs> so we, we need some teams to kind of suck. Is the uh, Matthew Stafford arm stuff going on enough to move him to the bottom of that tier though, Dwayne? I think that would be fine to move him to the bottom of that tier. I, I think that, if that's the move someone wants to make, I, I don't have any problem with that. I but get it. E- either way, guys in the same tier, I will definitely take Stafford at that price. So uh, a name I do like at tight end, and I, it's just warming on me more and more. I know you shamed me for him earlier in the season, but I still have him right next to Evan Ingram, and it's Brevin Jordan. I didn't, um, and it's the, I didn't it's shame the, you for Brevin Jordan. I think I shamed you for Pharaoh. I shamed someone no, for Pharaoh. You Cooper. did not shame me for Pharaoh Cooper. I never would have <laughs> name. Do not even. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, okay. Uh, with Brevin. Well, you know, I never. I think we take that. Brevin here because we need yeah. an upside young tight end. That's um, and then we could do some stuff with Bellinger later. We could do something with Trey McBride, uh, uh, a sneaky stack. If Ertz goes down, we get it to go with Kyler Murray. Um, I'm still worried about Max Williams, man. I know, but dude, you just got to let it go. We're drafting talent late. I don't care about Max Williams late. If we're wrong, we cut him. We, but the highest upside is Trey McBride. Like it, it's there. Let's get like Logan um, Thomas. He'll be he'll he Logan Thomas will be in every down tight end when he gets back. We know. Well, that. I'm fine. No, I like Logan Thomas too. I like Logan Thomas too. I just hate jamming up roster spots with players that might miss you know four to eight weeks. I hear you, but this is a unique roster we got going on here. It is. It is. I mean, I've got Taysom Hill in the queue. Um, I got Mo Alley Cox over there. Oh, Team Six takes Justin Tucker in round fourteen, right when I was starting to. Whoopsie! Really That's definitely not a ship chasing team, and if it is, like we're taking their draft badge away from them. <laughs> Why would they do that? Did Kirk they, Cousins just, goes like. Pete must have spun a randomizer or something. If that's some team, <laughs> and they had to like take a kicker. My God, R- R- dude! If you ever have you ever gotten a randomizer, have you? Uh-uh, I'm not done it. You got like buy a hotel for like the entire family and like get them out of your house if you're ever going to do it because they will respect <laughs> they will respect you less by the time it's all said and done. That's all. That's all I know. <laughs> Kenny Galladay off the board, wide receiver, 67. Dwayne, we're about to be on the clock. I I, I have a feeling we could be disappointed though because Team Two also needs a tight end. Oh crap, they do. But Brevin Jordan's not at the top. Thank God. Yeah, I, I don't want Austin Hooper. I want Damn. Brevin Jordan. So let's go ahead and take Brevin Jordan here. 
I don't think we have to take another tight end, to be honest. I think we can wait. Um, I so like, what else do you like ooh. here? There's Jalen Tolbert. There's Isaiah McKenzie around 15. Uh, dude, there say, is I'm, I'm pretty sure Mostert. the answer. I'm pretty sure the answer is Isaiah McKenzie. I have Tolbert and McKenzie right next to each other. I do too. I have Tolbert slightly ahead, but I'm I'm fine with either one. I have Tolbert one spot ahead, but now that we're sitting here, I kind of want Isaiah McKenzie. What Let's do you just think? take McKenzie. Yeah. Boom. This is why we draft. It's one thing to look at my Excel spreadsheet. It's another thing to be like, hey, who do I want on my freaking fantasy football team right now? All right, everyone. We are 15 rounds in. Still rolling with just one quarterback. That's all we are going to going to roll with. And Kylo Murray at running back. We got Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall, James Cook, and Jamal Williams. Wide receiver. Get ready. Strap in. T. Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Russell Gates, Tyler Boyd, and Isaiah McKenzie at tight end. Brevin Jordan. Unfortunately, I'm done talking. But you know what, Dwayne? We still got five more rounds to help fill that void. Three more picks, essentially. We do need to draft a defense and a kicker we are forced to do so i do respect you folks that do comment on our kind of uh the leaderboards and just like yeah why don't you like not take the defensive kicker because you shouldn't i have noticed Dwayne, that that it's messing up my uh consensus ranks to an extent which it's not the biggest of deal but for guys that are like outside the top 150 i have my kickers and defenses like behind every single player i have ranked so i'm like consistently like 20 30 spots ahead on like certain players just because you know i'm not i'm not drafting a kicker defense over anyone if i don't have to and i'm happy that i have the platform to try to make that known it just really doesn't make sense if you do not have to do so but there goes raheem mostert are there any other upside running backs you see Dwayne? and why is it dearness johnson slash samaje piran yeah, I, I have them both in the queue. I have Trey Sermon over there. I went ahead and put Daryl Williams over there. Only one preseason game, but he got to rest. And then wow. the other thing is, Eno Benjamin came out and played, but they didn't give him. And, and again, it's preseason. You don't want to overread, but they didn't give him the passing down work. They did not let him play the two minute offense. They didn't let him have the long down and distance. They gave that to freaking uh, what's Ingram? The, no, no, no. Ingram was after that. Um, it's the guy, uh, Jonathan Ward. Oh, <laughs> so that tells you there's there might be some distrust there with the pass blocking ability, you know, trying to catch a hot read, you know, getting even though it's your backup quarterback. Actually, it was their third string quarterback. It wasn't even their first. It wasn't even Colt McCoy. It was like Strebler. Strebler. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a situation where, you know, it's just enough. Like I, I like I still like, you know, Benjamin. I don't want to read too much into stuff, but Daryl Williams did rest. And so in my opinion, like Daryl Williams is a guy that now like this late. I definitely like him. Like if I had to, if you made me pick today, girl, girl scouts sauntering to the door, um, you know, or you're having a Trefoil's night terror. Um, I, I would say Daryl Williams. I, what is it? Trefoil is the original girl scout cookie. I, I, I put together. I'm probably saying was, it wrong. It's the original. That like, it was the a girl of scout. The girl scout. Oh, yeah. oh so. those things are meta tell, but I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the uh, just staying on brand. I know we good. Alec Pierce off the board, wide receiver, seventy-one, still going. I don't wonder if we should have just taken Raheem Mostert there. I I think we maybe should have just gone Brevin Jordan, Raheem Mostert, let McKenzie go. Just looking at with 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 the way we got Gage and Tyler Boyd to fall to us. 
I don't know that Raheem Mostert has like a best case scenario. Oh, there goes KJ Hamler. That's definitely a ship chasing team. Do you think or Mostert, someone that listens to ship chasing for sure? Do you think like how many guys have to get hurt for Mostert to get 15 touches a game? Well, I, I probably one. Like, and I then think he'll like, get hurt. I don't know, man. I think <laughs> maybe. I think they just. It's good. He's a committee back here. I get it, but it's just late. We're taking the explosive player. Like that's all you're doing. You know, you're just giving yeah. a shot at a guy that, for some reason, he does stay healthy. You know, when things break right, it can be good. Um, so, like I don't know. So, if we take Sonny Michelle a couple rounds later, what's really the difference? Well, I think I think Mostert's ahead of Michelle on the depth chart for one. You know, Michelle had to play this last week when everyone else. Okay. Well, look, Raheem Mostert's just a better player than Sony Michelle. He just has to stay healthy. I don't That's think true. there's really any doubt about it. Yeah. Like we've just seen what Mostert can do. We've just never got to see it for very long. <laughs> so I like Team Nine, man. Just got Fields to pair with Lance. I, I don't even know if they need to do that, but Fields in round fifteen. I don't. Uh, I, don't, I guess I don't like Team Nine. The more I look at it, sorry, Team. Nine. I like Team Nine. Well, I like I don't Team know Nine. I, I hate the Hayden Hurst pick. Like that's that's the wasted pick. Like when you already have Mark Andrews and Darren Waller, you're you're never using Hayden Hurst ever. Like you're just gonna I, cut him. Like yeah, Hayden Hurst I, will be cut, and then Ian's gonna pick him up. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think they needed Trillon Burks there either. To be honest with you, but I'm still probably... fine with it. Right? They're taking the upside. They it's their fifth receiver. Like. They did come back and get Naheem Hines. Yeah, like Isaiah Spiller and Eno Benjamin. I, I agree. Like, I, if I if it was me, like, grabbing another. But the problem is right in front of them. Like, honestly, right there, and, and, and instead of Traylon Burks, like, you could have just went ahead and taken Antonio Gibson, right? Or go ahead and get Naheem Hines there and come back with – or grab Kenneth Walker, come back with Naheem, Naheem Hines. But, like, all those running backs I just named to you, like, you don't like them. So I'm just trying to put myself, like, in their shoes. That's probably what they're feeling as well. Like, crap, I don't want these running backs. I just think that there goes Burke, Williams. Like they were able to get Hines after, which is which is solid. And that looking at that stretch of players, though, I just think Burks would have had a chance to come back to him. It is what it is. Not every pick, you know, is perfect. We've certainly had our fair share of. Uh, oh, there goes Daryl Williams right next to Ronald and Logan Jones. Thomas. How poetic! Fuck me. It's my least favorite team of ours so far, Dwayne. Not saying we're out, but. Yeah, we haven't had as much fall exactly right, but honestly, like the, getting the DeAndre Hopkins thing to slide back, and then we got a slide on Russell Gage, then we got a slide on Tyler Boyd. N- not players like that we're going bananas about, right? But like we still did get value. We just didn't get it at the top of the draft like we did on some of the other teams. Looking at the tight ends we still got available, to me, Taysom Hill and Daniel Bellinger stick out. I'm fine. That's good. We could grab those two, get a kicker and a defense, and then we could come back in the last round and take Trey McBride. <laughs> or Foster Moreau. Or Foster Moreau. Okay. Your Trey McBride hate is going to end. I don't hate him. I'm just, the guy's hurt. I'm worried that he's their tight end three. I know, but this late, dude, I'm just telling you, just draft yeah. the upside tight end. Like, don't, we don't have to play okay. the depth chart game. Well, I, I just, and, and they're going to be our cuts. They'll be our cuts, right? I mean, they'll be the guys we get rid of. But, but we, if you are right, that's the problem. That's what you're trying to give yourself chances. Like, if you are right, like if all of a sudden Ertz was hurt and we heard that Trey McBride was the starter, like I'd be, I'm going to be excited, right? I know. I'd be like, dude, we got yeah. Kyler. Uh, like this guy's a second round draft pick. He was the best receiving tight end in the draft. You know, blah blah blah. Like what I if, would be excited about it. What if Dwayne, when he's healthy, what if Greg Dolchich is actually 
the Broncos lead receiving tight end. I'm willing to take him on this team. Oh, I'm sorry. To, we're in a 20 rounder, man. And a tight end I'm, premium. That's I'm, the thing I'm, you got to do. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up. I, I know the wound is still flesh. Wound hey, is still if, fresh. If, <laughs> if, 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 if Albert O is going to flop, then, you know, let me have Dulcich on a team. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, there's damn cue. I've I'm never, you, this is, I mean, we can do some things like this at tight end. I've never looked this deep at tight end. I have Brevin Jordan on a few teams, as you know. The three it's a good exercise, man. It is. It's good. It's good for us. This was a, this was a teaching exercise here. This was our entire goal. <laughs> <laughs> get the kid into the uh, tight end four weeds for a little bit. Tight end three. I mean, I mean Jamison Williams is just sitting there at the top. Like he's normally one, we'll pick 166. We don't even need a damn receiver. Jason. I think we're done at receiver, don't you? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I don't want to have James. And then you got to wait. Hopkins yeah, clogging wait. up. The, we already have Hopkins clogging up the bench. So I would like to get a running back. So we so we got to have a kicker and a defense. Then we have three more picks. My thought is one of those picks is a running back. Two of them are tied in. I kind of like Trey Sermon. I think Trey Sermon makes sense. Sermon versus McKinnon. I like both of those. I mean, it sounds like McKinnon's going to be one of the guys on the squad. The Pacheco thing just makes it so tough on McKinnon because before it was like, well, everybody sucks. You know, could, I, I see you have him in the queue. Could Abdullah fuck around and catch 50 passes? Could. <laughs> he could. <laughs> Ty Montgomery's down there too. I say we. I say we wait out running back. We can take it in round uh, 18 if we want, but let's get our, let's get the tight ends we want here. And who were the two defenses that we liked last time? It was Indy, Denver, San I Fran. I keep telling myself I'm going to write my defense article tomorrow. You need to, so we can actually know. execute this part of our draft. <laughs> Instead of drunkenly looking up yeah. early season schedules every time. <laughs> We're going to get to the beginning of the year, but shit, Actually, hold we're on. looking at 2021. <laughs> I saw a, I saw a good tweet from uh, from Josh Larkey where he had I think the uh, the early season schedules like written out alongside it. So shout out, Josh. yeah, Indian, Indian, Tennessee. I mean, Indian, um, Denver. I know are good. Yeah, I mean, ideally we get a an actually good defense with a at least one great matchup. So my I, thought I just, is here, honestly, we take a tight end and a running back because the, the tight ends we're targeting now, no one's going to take. They're all done. They've taken them all, but they are going to target these running backs that are left. I, I think the, we grab one of the tight ends. The Bengals also running get back with, Bengals also get one of Trubisky, Rudolph, or Pickett at home in Week One. So yeah, yeah I like that. It's a good backup plan, and it's. They got some things on defense that I like. Yeah. They got some dogs out there. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, what were what you saying? Philly's defense. Could they really surprise, like, with the moves they made? I feel like Jordan Davis could, like, be one. <laughs> just I'm, completely be a game breaker from day one, man. I've been watching a I, – I, I love, like, the 20, 30-minute, like, kind of college football re- rewind games, and I've been watching a lot of Georgia from last season. And then also random, like, a bunch of, like, early 2010s Alabama games – them just beating the shit out of everyone. Uh, I love it. Join Taysom Hill here. I'm sorry, as your tight end. Yeah, I think so. He's he he's the one that's at the top. Yeah, I think we got Taysom. 
All right, so Taysom Hill. They seem to really want... I thought when Peyton left, they were going to be done with the whole shtick, but apparently not. That was probably like his one... That was probably his like one thing. It's like, look, I'm going to leave, but I'm only going to leave if you guys promise me that Taysom Hill is still going to be a major part of this offense. Yeah, I think this pick is Trey Sermon, especially with the hammy thing going on. Are we positive Jeff Wilson isn't ahead of Trey Sermon? I don't care. I, I'd just <laughs> rather have Trey Sermon. Like, I, I want the one that I feel like could break the bank, and I don't – like, I like Jeff Wilson, and he's done well. But, like, to me, it's like every year they're trying to replace him. And Ballinger has a better chance of coming back to us? Yes. I don't think okay. any of these tight ends we're thinking about now are going to go. I mean, they could. Let's get Trey Sermon. Are we going to – yeah. I, I think Sermon's the last back that we're just like, okay, let's – like, I want to get it. I definitely have got to rework my ranks. That's what Fridays are for. Yeah. Wake up, ranks, pool, weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. I could actually just get both of my uh, articles done tomorrow because they're repubs. Get both done and then do the ranks on Friday. Great day to be great. We are now through 17 rounds. Vibes. Fives are fives are improving. Improving. We got Taysom Hill. <laughs> they're they're improving. <laughs> we got Taysom Hill for Evan Jordan holding down the tight end room. Oh my goodness! I do have my dope uh, CPAT hoodie on, so at least I got that going for me. Yeah, it's like I just want you know Trey Sermon going right this year would make last year feel so much better. <laughs> I'm so in on Trey Sermon, man. Oh my god. You know, it's funny, it's crazy, but Jalen Waddle was on every team and it totally just, it like overcame everything for me. And I had Mark Andrews on half the teams. And so I had those two together on like 30% of the team. Both those guys, I had like 40 to 50%. I, Waddles was over that, but I had them matching up like 30%. And so it's like, I was able to live off of those two guys playing my flex spots last year and a lot of these. And it gave me time to basically rework my running back rooms on the wire. Unfortunately, my two highest on running backs last year were Saquon and Raheem Mostert. I didn't play that much best ball though last year, so we'll see how we'll see how 2022 goes, Dwayne. I'm feeling a little bit better about uh, the thought process so far, but Trey Sermon still third round pick. Wouldn't be the first time we saw someone work their way out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. We have been hearing all the right things out of training camp, and it is one of those things, Dwayne. We're like, I don't want to put too much stock in the good news, but it's not bad news. Better than hearing negative shit. I know we don't hear that much negative shit, but at least we're not. Yeah, I mean, it. yeah. Uh, and again, like it's just, it's the backfill where we know the coach will just change on a whim. Yeah. You know? All right. Well, here, here go all the kickers. I know Ian is very sad, very sad that all the kickers are going. So we think that Daniel Bellinger is the only, he's the only probable starting tight end left. What's going on in Tampa? What the hell is going on in Tampa? Uh, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I, I like the upside of these other guys, but I mean, you could top me into Cameron Braid. I feel like last time we said it was Rudolph. Do you think Braid's role changes? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's going to, I, I feel like Kyle Rudolph's going to be the main inline guy and Braid, Braid's, yeah, that, that's what I worry about. Well, I mean, I can Kyle, put Rudolph in the queue. If Kyle Rudolph scored eight touchdowns, would you say I could see it or shut the Yeah, hell up? oh yeah, on that offense, like I could see it, but it's pretty crowded. Yeah, the problem for Rudolph is like we tried, you know, last year he had that stretch 
right? Where he was the only guy on a team. And it just, you know, he's old and slow at this point. No, he didn't. Evan Ingram was healthy all last year. No, Evan Ingram had a stretch that he missed that we looked. I thought I looked at. I have to go back and look, pull up my utilization stuff. I thought that was like I, I could be wrong. You know, I've looked at so much of this stuff so many times now. But I thought, I thought that was like up. he played 15 games. I thought that was the saddest part. Yeah, that's been the saddest part about the Evan Ingram experience. He like, you know, really crushes his first year, and then he was still okay his next two years in the league. He just couldn't stay healthy, and then he starts staying healthy, and all of a sudden we are no longer crushing it. There goes Amir Abdullah. That's a good spot for him. I took him in round like 18 today in a. Um, in a redraft league. Yeah, Evan Ingram missed week one and two last year. So Giants were like, take a seat, Kyle. We got Caden Smith. <laughs> that was weird that they brought in Kyle Rudolph in the first place. That was a probably a Jason Garrett move. Locker room guy. Might as well bring in Jason Witten at that point. Who we could. It's very much the same thing. What's Witten doing? Is it I thought I saw an update on Wooden. Don't know. My cats are out there going nuts. Like one of my kids is meowing at the cat and the cat's talking back. What's what's your, you have a cat? Yeah, my we've got so when How? we moved here, the uh there was a feral cat that had a litter of kittens in our damn attic. We didn't know, and Landry <laughs> comes down one night and he's like, dad, he's like, I hear these cats. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I go up there and sure enough, I just hear like, meow, meow. I'm like, what the hell? And so I'm like looking all through the house in the closets. Cause I can hear it. Um, and there's a door into the attic from his room upstairs. And I went in there, I could hear him, but I couldn't find him. So then I went down to the other level of the attic and I went up and finally, like in between the floorboards, I'm shining the flashlights down in there. And I just see all these eyes looking at me. Like, oh my God. So, and then the cat did it again. The cat had two litters here. The only, <laughs> only one, only one was in the, uh, you know, in the attic in between the floors. So Landry was little at the time. So like there was two by fours, you know, so he, if he was laying on his stomach, like we couldn't get to him. So I had to push him in there into this crawl space and he handed them out to me one at a time. And then I pulled him out. <laughs> so, so a feral cat had a litter of kittens and just like left them. Yeah. They just took off. So like it's like peace, homie. How many so kids we, gave, we you... got? We gave most of them away. Um, so we ended up with two, two left. Um, and what's funny is one of them is more like a dog. It, it, you know, his name is Maverick. It was the year the Mavericks won the nice. championship. And so, um, like, he's awesome. And when he was little, he walked right off the banister and fell flat on the tile, fell a whole floor, <laughs> oh. didn't die. Yeah, he made oh. it. Like, I was with my mom helping her set up her 401k. And, like, I just hear a cat, like, go under the ground. Camden comes running down, like, and picks up the cat. Like, he was fine. So, um, he's more like a, he's more like a dog. He, he like barks at you like a dog. He's funny. Oh my God. He loves to be outside. So every night I'll be going out to the garage to get like a water to put by the bed. And like, he's waiting for his moment to like t- haul ass out there. He wants to go out there and like scrap with all the possums and everything else. We live out in the damn country. So yeah. I don't know how many hundreds or thousands of hours we've talked at this point, Dwayne, but I've never heard one thing about cats and that is it. That's a fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man, when there's, when there's a, there's a litter of them um, in your attic and she had another litter and left them in the garage later. That was a year later. So future quite, Mrs. quite considerate future. Mrs. Tits threatens me about bringing cats in randomly. And I'm just like, all right, be careful. That's a dangerous game. If you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to introduce the bring pets home randomly without, uh, without notice first, <laughs> I'll start. Look, we're doing the Zach Moss thing again. My bad. Keep going. I'm listening to you. 
yeah, I think at this point we can just for the five people still listening to us, we can talk about, <laughs> uh, talk about whatever. We'll talk about cats. <laughs> uh, I am going to get my next purchase is going to be two golden retriever puppies. I've always wanted to go in and get two dogs at the same time. I think that's going to be electric. Looking to buy a house next summer, and mostly to get more space for more dogs. That's my that's my grandmaster <laughs> plan. All right, Dwayne, we finally have about five picks between us. What are we thinking at tight end? We got to make a decision. I don't, I, I feel like having Bellinger there as a potential every down. I like Bellinger starter. because he's an every down player already. At, if at he this goes, point, yeah. I would be fine with McBride or Dulcich. I, I like the upside of those two. Right. Then I think Foster Moreau would be next just because we're going for pure upside if there's an injury. Right. So here's the thing. Like if, if Darren Waller tears his hamstring, like coming back, playing in the last game of the preseason or something, something stupid the coaches shouldn't make him do. Foster Moreau will be an 11th round pick at that point, right? That's if true. Zach Ertz goes down, Trey McBride will be moving into the top 12 rounds, you know, of draft. So that's, that's the other way to think about it. As much as we like Bellinger, where's the most upside? Is it McBride? Is it Dulcich? Is it Moreau? I don't know. I don't know. Are we but positive here, that the thing is Daniel Bellinger is going to be on the field all the time week one, like which gives him, you know, it gives him a chance. Like we know he's going to have a chance to perform. Last tight end available that we know is going to be the lead tight end on their team is Mo Alley Cox. And I know what you're saying I'm looking at the snaps right now. Week one, Mo Alley Cox, 15 snaps, eight routes, Kylan Granson, nine snaps, five routes, Andrew Ogletree. And that was all with the starters. Out. So, right. it was, yeah. I will just say, though, I was worried about Jelani Woods when they took him, but then obviously, yeah. I would rather take Bellinger here, to be honest. Let's go Bellinger. All right, let's take Daniel Bellinger. And can we take the Denver Broncos defense, please? Because we just know we've got the easy start. Uh, I'm less worried about getting a kicker. I wouldn't mind yeah, yeah, getting yeah. the defense here. Because they're not going to take these tight ends. I they're going to leave tight ends for us. I prefer to go defense over kicker. We have Drew Locker, Geno Smith in week one, Davis Mills in week two. We are drafting the Denver Broncos defense. Cool. Let's get that done. I, I do right. honestly, <laughs> I just love having the team that I just know I can start them two weeks and I don't have to worry about making a waiver wire move in week two. I, I mean, it's honestly part of my thought process. I mean, if we can <laughs> get it, managing this many, you're, when you're managing this many teams, you know. I remember, yeah, I remember last time we were drafting, we didn't have like a layup like the Broncos, and you were legitimately like trying to use that. Like, <laughs> I, I was offering some defense that like had a significantly better week one matchup, and you were like, yeah, but if we get this other one, we don't have to worry about it in week two. <laughs> Exactly. How many squads are you looking at managing this year? Uh, I I haven't put a I haven't capped it to say for sure yet, but probably twenty five to thirty. Sheesh. I'm probably well. You're 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 going to be half of them. So I, know. I was about to say I'm going to be at least fifteen or so then. So, <laughs> but it's oh, good. Like I'll, I'll have you to help me. Um, you know, and when you can split it with someone and you know, you're on the same wavelength with someone. It makes, it just makes things a lot easier. All right. I'm not going to wait round 19 and 20 before we start breaking any of this down. So let's do our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and let's start doing it. And then we'll take our kicker with the last pick. I'm going to go through our team. Dwayne, you take a look at the rest of them and nominate okay. 
one or two that you find pretty great. So starting out of the 101, took Christian McCaffrey. We got our next running back in round five with Brees Hall. That is basically where we consider kind of the end of running backs that we're willing to draft at that point. Dead zone for a good bit after that. Got our third running back, James Cook, in round nine. Got him before guys like Melvin Gordon, Damian Harris. It was it was between James Cook and Kadarius Tony because we were able to get Hopkins to fall to us. We decided to go with Cook. Also got Jamal Williams in round 13. One of these, you know, risks we made, you know, passing on tight ends here for a bit. But ultimately, Jamal Williams, he just, he was the last running back this late in the draft. Still going RB 54. Haven't even seen the hard knocks bump affect this guy yet. He he has the, again, potential workload and handcuff value of guys going literally rounds earlier. I mean, the fact that Rashad White went in the middle of round 10 and Jamal Williams went, you know, early part of round 13 true madness you can even argue jamal's like not that much different than melvin gordon potentially at this point i won't but you could imagine trey sermon round 17 with the hype and stuff going on wanted one more running back appropriate spot to get him got our only quarterback kyla murray in round seven only need one quarterback in redraft formats okay if you don't get your first quarterback until it's like the Derek Carr range maybe you do want to pair him with someone else but honestly even Derek carr like i i i would say justin fields is like the last quarterback that I would feel comfortable with being my only quarterback. I wouldn't feel that strong about it, but that's my point. You really don't need another quarterback and redraft more times than not. You can, they will be available on the waiver wire at wide receiver. T Higgins, Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd, and Isaiah McKenzie. It's going to be a battle to pick them every week, but we have plenty to choose from. Might as well make that strength, you know, inject some steroids into it. And finally, you guys like our team so far? Well, here's the tight end room. We have Brevin Jordan, Taysom Hill, and Dan Daniel Bellinger. We'll be scouring that waiver wire. Maybe, just maybe, Dwayne, we get a little week eight murmur. A little rumor here about, ooh, Dwayne just hopped out. Maybe he just can't even fathom what I'm about to say. Rob Gronkowski, perhaps, comes back second half of the year. Maybe just maybe we're in a position to go ahead and get him. And finally, with the defense, Denver round 19. We'll see about a kicker in round 20. I'm probably going to let Dwayne handle that. So not sure if Dwayne purposely left me hanging, but it's all good in the hood, guys. I'm feeling good. It's a great day to be great hour 40 and i don't know if you guys have done one of these uh ffpc drafts period uh before but i really would say you know i've gotten some questions just like asking about dynasty or people that maybe don't aren't in a fantasy league and just i don't know don't have the opportunity to none of your friends want to get in there i do think for redraft purposes it's the easiest way to find just some good you know decent money leagues to get into and 350 bucks is a lot but there are other possible pathways to get in there i particularly love the dynasty feature just being able to go there we now have Dwayne coming back in from his phone i was just gonna <laughs> sign off man you need to do this no man hey we gotta see the end of the draft oh my gotta goodness. see i gotta see what kicker you take i gotta see if i approve did you what did your computer die <laughs> uh lightning oh we have a storm <laughs> we have a storm right now so the power this is the second time ever in my life i've had this happen okay well, I guess I'll sign. I'll talk about a few teams that I like in particular. I we, we talked we, about we kind of we kind of talked about them first uh, earlier. Like it's still the same teams. Uh, I think it's Team Six. I, I disapprove of the Justin Cuck, uh, Tucker thing. Who knows what was going on with that? But I liked I liked that team. If you want to talk through it, um, I thought the I thought Team Twelve was interesting. Minus Dalton Schultz. Yeah, and then even and. and 
they, as much as we love Kareem Hunt, like they jammed Kareem Hunt in there after having that great start at running back when I thought there were still some receivers that they could have hit. And, and again, I'm never going to fault someone for Kareem Hunt, right, at that pick. So I think it's fine. Like who, if he hits, right, you're starting four great running backs. Um, because they started, if I remember right, Barkley, Swift, then they come back, they get ETN at the end of round three, and then getting Kareem Hunt and four, five, six, looks like seven, like on this little screen. Team nine is also solid. I was probably setting my expectations a little high. I'm not going to say great, but I will say, I will say solid. Yeah. We'll go ahead and give the, uh, the honorable mention runner up award that we do every time to team six. P. We Shorty. I don't know if I'm supposed to announce their names or not, but went in Rome. Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, DJ Moore, Rashad Bateman, Juju Smith Schuster, Devontae Smith, KJ Hamler, and Tyquan Thornton as their wide receivers. They went ahead and snagged Jalen Hurts in round seven, got Kyle Pitts in round two. First running back take in round nine. I do like their running back moves though. Damian Harris, Daryl Henderson, Michael Carter. Those are three guys that have at least a chance to be a flex player. Also got Tyrion Davis, Price, Dearness Johnson, and Hassan Haskins, guys that are one injury or one trade away from potentially rocketing up the board. So yeah. I really liked the uh, the Daryl Henderson pick. I, yep. I liked that pick a lot. Yeah. And the Michael Carter pick too, honestly, RB4. I, I have those guys ranked right next to each other. I think they have very similar profiles, two of the handcuffs in that range where I've been willing to wait a bit over some of those lower end RB3s, higher end RB4s, because you have Henderson and Carter there waiting for you. Uh, yeah, the Justin Tucker round 14, I don't get, they did have two auto drafts, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like, you know, if they were streaming some uh, hilarious moment that forced them to draft Justin Tucker. Let's see three rounds before the next, the next closest kicker went off the board. You're now going, Oh, we're going to tour the McFarland household. This is, Oh yeah. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. In the kitchen now, uh, going to walk in it. No, I'm you want me to show me, show you where the cat, you know, got, you know, stuck now. Uh, <laughs> like, like here, here's the cat sitting in the, Oh my in goodness. the in the room though, so yeah. <laughs> William, it's Fuller. like one of those virtual tour, tours of your house. Fuller William, just went. Yeah, uh, Team Six snagged them. So there you go. It's, good, it's, it's just, another good pick. They know what they're, they're doing. They're, the the rich get richer. Wide receiver eighty five. That's fun. There's a period of time where OBJ was going before Will Fuller and Julio Jones. What a freaking time that was, Dwayne. Yeah, uh, man. Fuller in the last round still. I, I know. I know we're kind of getting a little further along here and like, is he going to sign? But I think we've heard, you know, already that he's just basically saying he's going, he wants to see what Deshaun Watson does first. So, okay. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, like, I just think about these things like, okay, Fuller sign with the Cowboys tomorrow. Where is he going in drafts the next day? But I think you have to ask those kind of questions yourself. All right. Do you know anything about these kickers? Vikings, uh, Chargers, Falcons, Dolphins, Eagles, 49ers. Dolphins. Because Jason, like, you know, Jason Sanders has had really good seasons before, and this right. offense Let's is typically really it. good. Stop this it. offense is typically good for kickers. I don't care. Just <laughs> you asked me. You asked me about them. I just wanted a name. Then I didn't want to. Then you immediately cut me off. I was trying to get some good kicker analysis. I just wanted a name. I did not want I don't know that it was good. I was, I was just trying to get like, okay, fine. What the hell does God have against me to turn your computer off and make me hit draft on a kicker for the first time? <laughs> This offseason. Hey, right, I did it. To, I did you it. Op- you opened this draft and you got to finish it. So you were the bookends. So, and you know. with that, 
And with that, we have concluded our fourth Football Guys Championship Draft. Hope you guys enjoyed seeing some of the thought process. And, hey, I probably would put this as our fourth-ranked team in the power rankings. I'm happy we have three teams I, I consider to be better than it. Still, in my opinion, I, I, think, I think we have a bullet in the chamber, Dwayne. I don't think we're completely out of it by any stretch of the imagination. I was saying when you were gone that, you know, maybe we get an alert in week eight that a certain uh, Hall of Fame tight end is thinking about coming back and we beat everyone to the waiver wire. We have opportunities. The fact, hey, like you said, man, if we get one tight end, it's going to be a scary team. So the fact that we have a scary team minus the one tight end, I'll take that over a team that's just freaking out of the picture. So still have an opportunity. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always. For Dwayne, I'm Ian. It's been the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care. Everybody.